Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese Med podcast. I'm here with Ellie. Ellie. And, and Zelda. And Zelda. You know, I always tell Ellie, our time is when I get to kind of experiment with different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've used the iPad once before to, to do a live, but I did it before we had the mics. So this is the first time we're actually getting to use the mic. And actually recording it like this. this. We've been saying for the longest time, and we have recorded in person together. Yes. I think Once, this is our third time, oh, right? Okay. I think this yeah. is our third time. Three times, yeah. The first one was for Barbie. Yep, we did it back there. Yes. I think both times we did it back there. Or oh, maybe right. did we do it in your office? Maybe it was only one other time. I feel yeah, like you're it right. was just, <laughs> just kidding. We just love recording together yes. so much live. Yeah. But, you know, obviously I was up here for my wedding dress fitting. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, might as let's make a day of it. Yes. Girls so, day. Yeah. So that's why my hair is back because I wanted, I actually pulled more hair back than it was originally. I wanted to see how the wedding dress would, would look. And then I walk in, the lady's like, oh, did you get your makeup done? I'm like, I did my <laughs> makeup. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> But I just wanted like the full experience. And now I still have to get earrings and a necklace. Yes. And you were telling me you're looking at some Latina brands. Yes. But it's expensive. I mean, God, that's the one thing with weddings is expensive. But you know what? We're celebrating today because we're recording this officially Mm -hmm. on the four-year anniversary of the Wine and Cheese Med podcast. Happy anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) Well, speaking of, we could sign. Yes. We could cheers. Because we're having some Estancia Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio is definitely not my normal mm-hmm. go-to. Because, this is what we had in stock. Yes. <laughs> because Ellie is not prepared for wine and cheese She's only always prepared for the cheese not always the wine. Exactly. I'm always here for the cheese but never the actual wine part. Because it's a, oops, I will say this is a little sweet, but it does have like some crispiness yes. to it. I smell, like I taste apple. Right. And it's like, like crisp and fresh, not not overly sweet. Yeah. So I can handle this. I love that one. It's perfect a, for you. I was waiting for you. The last two. Well, it's not perfect for me. <laughs> but just, just but in time. It's what we, yeah. was on hand and what we, and which is fine because yeah. that's what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, not at my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not at my house. That's, um, but you know, we roll with the punches. Uh, we're I entrepreneurial. Have, yes, we're we're just, just, you know. This is what I always have to prepare myself for coming here. <laughs> exactly. You're like, do you actually have any wine? Were you prepared this time? I'm like, no. Once again, I wasn't prepared. Although I do have. Wait, um, even even Owen did say, "Why don't you prepare?" You know, she's coming. I know. Oh, I'm terrible with wine, guys. It's bad. It's okay. It's all right. So we decided for this. For your anniversary, mm-hmm. we would talk really about our entrepreneurial journeys, mm-hmm. what it takes, 
because honestly, having this podcast is an entrepreneurial journey and is, yeah. uh, and things ebb and flow and all of the things. But I started out with saying, let's just talk about how entrepreneurship sucks. Yes. <laughs> but does it, right? Like right. it sucks and it doesn't at the same time. So salute to the four years, super excited about, four, you know, hitting four years. It's such a milestone. Mm-hmm. You know, we recently hit 200 episodes. But now it's like, now what, right? Like, what has this journey been like? And then beyond that, like, what does it take when you're an entrepreneur? And everybody has their own paths, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody has their own things. But I think so much time we focus on, like, the, the saying is, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's horse shit. Yeah. Horse shit. Because I absolutely love what I do with the podcast. And it does still stress me out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the more you love something, I think that you want to do a better and better job at it. And to do that, you know, there's always so much competition and you want to get it exactly right and do it in a certain way. And it's just hard to kind of sell to that level and, yeah. and be able to meet your expectations. So, No, for sure. I think one of the things that we were talking about And I know we'll get into that, Mm -hmm. but you know, one of the things we're talking about is when you figure out or when you think you want to start this entrepreneurial journey. I'm not sure I understand. Well, (laughs) sorry, Siri, you don't need to understand. Siri's you're not part of this conversation. Third guess. (laughs) She she really (laughs) wants to be in it. Siri, you're not part of this conversation. (laughs) Go back to sleep. It looks like you. When you said Siri again, she's going to talk again. Yes. I was just waiting for it. Oh my God. Siri well, let me, third let, Since you wrote down notes because we went yes. and had our yes. little thing. We had a beautiful girly brunch today. You know, I told Jess, like, I, I want you to come to LA and visit me and we'll go out. Like we had such a good time. I guess that was the last time that we recorded here in person. Oh yeah. So this is the third time. Oh, it is the third time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that time was either the first or the second time. Because we just had like a girls weekend. Yeah. We had like a girls weekend. Um, I was here by myself in the house and Jess came and we literally had like two nights and we just had the best time. It was basically like girly sleepover. It was very nostalgic. We watched uh, movies. Oh, that's when we watched the Beckham um, documentary. Oh, that's right. So we were just Which did you (laughs) notice the... Did you watch the Super Bowl, by the way? I did not watch the Super Bowl. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. First of all, <laughs> Ellie. Just Wait, Lucy. Bad Ellie, bad Ellie. <laughs> just constantly dealing with me where, like, didn't have the wine, isn't fully caught up on the cheese mint. Guys. Well, one of the commercials was, like, an Uber Eats commercial or something like mm. that, where it's like, in order to remember something, you need to forget something else. Yes. And her and David Beckham were part of that. Mm-hmm. So as were Jennifer Aniston and David yep. Schwimmer. I did hear about this one. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, what was it? You're part of the the pepper people. And she's <laughs> like, it's this or that. And so it just reminded me of that. Yeah. Nothing I saw that one actually going viral because there was this situation where I think it was like I had a peanut allergy and he forgot. Oh, yeah. Had a peanut allergy. And then she was forgetting who David Schwimmer was on yeah. Friends. And he's like, we worked together 10 years. Like, I would forget 10 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very forgetful. And this is part of what we'll talk about later. Why I have 
two pages of notes and why I don't have podcast and why she never has notes <laughs> because everything just like goes one out one ear for me and flies out the other. And somehow I managed to be here today. Look how cute Zelda is. Zelda, Aww. just come back on camera. She's our third guest. Aww. She's like, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she literally like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we were just kind of talking about like covering entrepreneurship today and how it is very difficult and it's kind of been glorified lately, especially as like it's kind of become easier in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I feel like it's but also, so much harder. Yeah, I feel like people think, well, if I'm not an entrepreneur, what am I doing with my life? Right. Almost. I'm going to be super duper honest. Like I think for the longest time I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, I thought I wanted to be mm. different, right? Yeah. I thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but then I also was like, well then who am I accountable to? Or what am I, you know? And I just always felt like I needed balance with somebody else to help with that. Yeah. To be like, okay, this is what we need to do because I do, I am so more of the creative person, mm -hmm. right? And I can do things, but I have to have deadlines. I am that type of person. I can't just have an infinite deadline because I promise you it'll never get done. Right. <laughs> I'll do like little parts and pieces. And then when somebody's like, I need it next week, then I'm like, <laughs> Do my best work yeah, and then like I'm yeah. on, my ass is on fire. Like, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I honestly, that's how I work really well. So for me, trying it different ways just never worked. Mm -hmm. But for the podcast, I absolutely have deadlines. Right. I have people who are expecting a new episode every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I have people who need to be interviewed. So I think for me, this really appeals to the best of what I'm capable of mm -hmm. in regards to having conversation, getting people to spill the chisme <laughs> on their own terms mm -hmm. and not feeling like I am pinning anybody to do anything. Right. You know, I'm not like a gotcha person. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I want you to share your story. Maybe it can help somebody else or maybe it could, yeah, in whatever way. So for me, that's what's made it a journey worth traveling for me. I mean, there's so much more mm -hmm. and there's things that I'm like, want to pull my hair out and just go, why am I doing this? But you're an entrepreneur as mm -hmm. well, as well. And you're more, I think of what people think an entrepreneur is like people may not look at a podcaster and think that we're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. But I think that evolves and depending on what you're doing, like for me, it's actually evolved over the last four years, mm -hmm. but you've kind of taken more of that traditional entrepreneurial journey yeah. with your business. So you yes. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I will say before I kind of mention it, something I was thinking about because yes, podcasting, if you're an independent podcaster, as in it's, you're not let's say working at a media company that is providing you with the platform and the resources and the editorial team and the content team and the producers and all of that stuff. That's a little different. You're not really entrepreneurial in that sense, but you know, somebody like you, who's just like, I came up with this idea. I pursued it. I did it. I'm in charge of making sure this comes out. Like you said, and giving yourself the deadlines to get it done. That's yes. I think very much entrepreneurship. But for me, I do consulting. So I've been pretty much running my one woman marketing <laughs> communications consultancy for the last over seven years now, since the end of 2016. And I left more of a nine to five job to do this. But I would say I was kind of like set up to do it in a way because I worked always at really small agencies, PR agencies, where I was taking on 
so many responsibilities, running a team. At one point, I feel like I was running the HR department for the last PR agency I was at and hiring all of the people and training all these junior employees and managing all the clients and all of that. And then I went into a venture capital firm. That was basically the last employer that I had. And that was also entrepreneurial because I didn't really have a boss. And I was kind of advising all the companies that they invested in on, on marketing and communications and like internally at the company, there was no one that was like senior to me besides the owners of the business, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like my journey led me to this. And the reason I started was because I parted ways with that employer because they were kind of, it's really funny because the, the firm was like 12 years old and I was like, okay, I'm excited to go to like a more stable place. <laughs> 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 I put something oh, on no. me. And I was like, I just don't look, I just want, I don't want my belly to be showing and hanging out. So I'm like, let me just move positions. It's and a tiny little, I know. It's a tiny, like a little it's a throw. Li- it's a tiny little throw. It's not even a throw blanket. It's, no, a, it's definitely a for decorative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't use it as a rug, but people use this as like a little decorative rug. Um, well, right now I'm using it to cover the belly. Exactly. Hey, listen, I got my blanket ready in case I get cold here. <sighs> So <laughs> I just love that you were just like, this is so tiny. I'm like, Zelda, why did you give me your food? <laughs> it's funny because we do put that there sometimes and here on her little, um, Zelda has her own mid-century modern couch. She surely does. I was dying to show it in the camera, but alas. <laughs> did not work um, out. So yeah, what I was saying was that like, it's just so interesting because I did not plan to do this. And then I ended up kind of just like loving this journey I'm excited to talk about this later because there definitely have been a lot of ups and downs, things that are annoying and it's hard. It's hard to also run like a PR and communications agency. Like the industry is really difficult and complex and constantly evolving. And so a lot of people don't stick to it for long and so much paperwork and tax stuff and contractors you have to manage and I have myself on a payroll like it's a lot of it's a lot of work and there have been a lot of interesting moments and challenges and exciting times so yeah the way my business is like it is like an official business even though I don't I've never given my company a name Mm -hmm. or like a brand that I've tried to build I just have preferred to leave it in my own name yeah well, I mean, that's when you're talking about those things, we're talking about the sacrifices that mm-hmm. we both had to make. In my case right now, it's an actual blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it's this rug for a 10 pound dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're going to come back and I'm going to have like a, a giant rug. But no, I mean, there is obviously sacrifices that you have to make for me. When I started this, I think most entrepreneurs, when they start their company, and this does not apply to everybody, right? So take it with a grain of salt of what, you know, but this is definitely what I think me and you have both experienced, but a lot of entrepreneurs experiences, most people start while they're already working, right? right? They start their side hustle. They find something that they like or, or whatever, and they start doing that which is what I did. I was working at a media buying agency and I knew I wanted to start like, if you listen to the 200th episode, you know that I started out as like a YouTube page that didn't end up working. And I completely kind of pivoted to more of the podcast space, which 
I think has definitely benefited me, right? And I did that while I was working. And then COVID hits, I was working from home, so I was able to still do both. I mean, I've always been able to multitask, job in the podcast, job in the podcast. And I started working for, there was about six, not even six months. I think it was September, October. There was about three months after I got let go from my job because they couldn't afford it anymore after COVID to before I started my job at the city. There was about three months where I didn't have anything and I was still focusing on the podcast. And then when I worked at the city, I was still, again, juggling both things mm-hmm. um, until May of 2023 when I got let go. And then it's been like, that's really what happened. Like I was doing this for over three years before I finally was like, I got let go. And thankfully I have my fiance, fiance, soon to be husband. We're like 60 days out. Um, Time's flying by. It's crazy. One day, all of a sudden I'm going to be like my husband and I'll be like, wait, what's on my finger? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) He was the one who encouraged me to focus on the podcast. But doing both of those things, you are sacrificing time, sleep, Mm -hmm. socializing, like all of these things. I don't think you think about when you're doing it, but when it is true, when you love what you do, you'll find a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's not ever going to feel like work. Right. When you're doing your taxes, that that feels like work. work. Yeah. When you're trying to figure out certain things that feels like work but they're things that have to be done. Yeah. So one of the things that you just mentioned was having like a support system, Mm -hmm. even behind the scenes. I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about just in terms of how you could even do it. Sometimes some people need to have savings. It depends on the kind of business you have, obviously, where you need to be investing. Some you don't need to invest into the business to start. You don't need to like raise money, let's say, but you need to have a financial kind of net to so that you continue or have like a partner or a family or whatever. So what do you feel like are the things that you have kind of as like a safety or behind the scenes, like resources that are allowing you to be able to do this? Well, I mean, the number one thing is Antonio is my fiance. We live together now too. So that helps tremendously because if we weren't, it would be very difficult for me to only focus on the podcast because I know I mentioned in the 200th episode that, you know, 2022 was a good year for ads for the podcast. I made a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. 2023, I don't think just hit my podcast, but I think it hit a lot of small businesses in regards to revenue. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but I've heard a lot of other small businesses say like 2023, sucked Mm -hmm. for small businesses. So if it wasn't for Antonio, like I, and and us living together, Mm -hmm. not just one, but both of those things, it would be really difficult to just focus on the podcast. It would have been really difficult to take as much time as I took to do the podcast tour last year. Mm -hmm. I get stressed out. I don't show stress and like we all show stress in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I freaking got a pimple here (laughs) and I just saw one coming in because I've been so stressed out between money, Mm -hmm. between the upcoming tour, because we're doing another tour in 2024, 
between the planning for the wedding, between just me trying to get stuff done, just trying to be the health. best health, my health. Oh, girl, that's been like, you know, a whole other thing. But just all of those things have been really stressing me out. And as vocal as I am, I tend to not vocalize my stress. Mm-hmm. But I internalize it, which makes my, I think it affects my health. I start getting migraines. Like that's where my migraines are triggered from is stress more than anything else. So I start getting migraines. Mine comes through in physically Mm. when I'm really stressed out or I like lash out or not lash out, but just like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the other day Antonio wanted me to do something and I was just like, (sighs) and then he gets like, Fine, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But it had nothing to do with that. It was just, I was so stressed yeah, out. My body was, you know, like really exhausted yeah. and tired. And I was just like, oh. And it's hard when you work for yourself because a lot of times it's like you're paying for your health insurance or is there some kind of creative thing happening for you to deal with healthcare. So mm-hmm. you really have to protect yourself even more. Yeah. It's kind of all of the things too because you're, you're HR, you're the, like in my case, right, as a podcaster, I am the producer. I am the booker. I am. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I do have an editor who edits the audio for me and that saves me. And the reason that started was because my mom was going through breast cancer for the second time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have time because I was trying to help take care of her. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to edit the podcast. So I found an editor and we've been working together for almost, mm, I guess almost three years now because it started in 2021. Our, uh, and shout out, shout out JP. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, I'm a one man band. Yeah. I designed my own website. Thankfully I had a friend who helped with the directory, mm-hmm. but I still want to change the directory up. Right. Yeah. And he's helped like change some things for me. But initially I started, I created the website myself. Yeah. And if you don't initiate things are not going to happen. Of course. No. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese man. What about you? You oh, didn't well, say what resources. you sacrificed. So no, I'm not talking about resources. resources. Sacrifice. Oh, sacrifice. Yeah. Definitely. This is not an interview. This is a conversation. <laughs> Ellie, stop. You're not interviewing more me. about you. This is a conversation. You, had, you Look, Ellie's so different. I love, when we're having I conversations. Love we have a conversation, we're sitting down at the table and we're having a real good conversation. Then she sits down and she's like, so tell me about you. No, this is a conversation. You're an entrepreneur too. This is what I'm, I'm getting the cheese man now. <laughs> I like to get the cheese man from you. And then behind the scenes, I'm like, oh my God, this is what's happening. Um, no, you're right. So what, what, what things did I miss? I missed, um, the, like what sacrifices. things have you had to sacrifice? Yeah. For your- so I think for me, it's been probably just like prioritizing maybe like relationships in my life like I think in general with my career even before entrepreneurship I just like left my house and I was like bye family I got no time for you guys and <laughs> this drama and whatever's bye. going on like I gotta just keep hustling 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 and I have <laughs> exactly <laughs> and like I didn't have any regrets about that because like I did not have ability to juggle everything. And then I feel like every like relationship I've been in as well over these last few years, especially working for myself, is also having to sacrifice because people are like, you're still on your laptop <laughs> or you're still doing this or like 
come on, like, let's do a lunch break or whatever it is. It's like, I can't because then let's say if during the middle of the week, I decide I'm going to do something, spend time, you know, take Friday off because I'm going to be doing errands. There's no taking that time off. I have to put the time back in. Oh girl, there has been times where I have forgotten to do something during the day and I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, (gasps) I forgot to do this. And then I have to do it in the middle of the night because it has to be done. Even Mm -hmm. there are times where I forgot, I totally forgot to schedule a podcast. Like everything is done. And for some reason I forgot to schedule it. And then I'm up for the next hour, maybe not an hour if it's already done, but I just have to like, but I'm up for the next at least half an hour, right? Half an hour to an hour, putting it in the system and putting in the links and putting in the bio and whatever else needs to go in there. And that's something that has happened more than once where I'm like, shit, I forgot to do this. And again, going back to where we were saying, like, if you do what you love, sure, you might love the actual interviewing and the podcasting and the conversations, but there's so many steps. I mean, how many hours do you think it takes to get one episode done? Like how many tasks are there to get oh, one episode yeah. done? Because you don't, I mean, obviously the episodes themselves, right? And for you, it obviously doing PR communications is very different as well. Or I mean, I guess in similar thread, mm-hmm. but the podcast itself, the interview itself might only take an hour to an hour mm-hmm. and 15 minutes. But then you're talking about making sure you get the email back and you're sending the email to make sure that somebody has scheduled it, any Mm follow-up. Then I have to go to the website, to their social media, to look up information about them just to make sure like, you know, vetting them, all of that. Then the post stuff is obviously sending it over to the editor, but getting it back, I still, and when I was telling this to you earlier too, I can't just get it back and post it. I still have to listen to it because as awesome as JP is, there's sometimes mistakes that can be made. And it may not be a mistake he made. It might've been a system glitch, right? Mm -hmm. That does something to the episode. Mm -hmm. Or it might be like, hey, I need you to add this back in. But if I don't go back and listen to that, which is another entirety of the episode, then something can fall through the cracks. And that has happened to me. Like I, and that falls solely on me. Right. Because there was an episode that it looked, it sounds like there was just a glitch when it got transferred over. Mm -hmm. Right. If I would have listened to the whole episode or at least listened up to that point, I would have caught it. But I was like, oh no, it's always, it always sounds good. And what JP does always sounds great. But Mm -hmm. I think again, when it, I think there was a glitch because during my talk of like wine break, Mm. you know, grab that glass, whatever I say during that, during that part, the ad was running at the same time. So it was like my voice over the ad voice Mm. sounded really weird, but I didn't listen to that entire episode. So I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it until the next time I wanted to go back to the rewind episodes that we do a couple of times a year. That's when I caught it. And I was able to go back to the raw audio and edit it myself because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have like JP have to go back. It was just silly. Yeah. But again, then I have to take that time. Mm-hmm. Social media. Social media, making sure we're tagging, making sure. Now I have do video clips. I have Opus Clip, which helps. So if you need help clipping videos, Opus Clip, mm-hmm. like I pay for an annual membership. 
And so then you have audio clips, the video clips. I do all of my own editing for YouTube videos. So I do have to go in again, watch it. Something is wrong or whatever. Take anything out, add like the intros and the intro outro and everything like that. So that's again, another. So it's like already four hours. (laughs) Yeah. For the one episode. And then I'm sure you have to notify the person who was a guest. So there is just so much time that people forget goes into all these tasks. Like when you are at when you're employed somewhere, thankfully, usually there's a team of people or more junior people or more senior people so that all the responsibility is not on you. Like for me, even if I've hired contractors, like I've gotten to the point where I'm like working on a client that's like tens of thousands of dollars, let's say, right? But then I'm contracting people out when it's a project that big. I, of course, have to have a team. Let's say they're ghostwriters. Let's say they're helping with social media video clips or copywriting or helping build out a website or I've had hired like videographers to do like a YouTube series for a client, which is super fun. Podcasting, blogs, like whatever it is, the bigger the project is, I have all these people. Guess who's managing all of them, obviously? Me, I'm making sure they're getting paid. They're getting, you know, their invoices. Well, that's the other thing. The taxes, like there's so (laughs) much. And so I have to really, something I thought of when you said this about your mom and your mom was sick, you were like, I got no time to be the editor. You hired somebody out. It's like, you really have to start making those hard decisions about, what's my time versus what I need to outsource or hire somebody for. And I've had that many times in my business and I've like scaled up and down. At one point I had like two different assistants that were helping me with my business plus the contractors and one, then two, then one. Then like last year I took a whole like seven, six month break. January was my seventh month, but I took a whole six month break. And the end of 2022 is when I was like, talked to my assistant. I was like, I got to pause because next year I want to just like, really shrink things down and have less responsibility and only focus on like clients that are maybe smaller or I don't have to have so many moving parts because it was just a lot. It's just a lot. And you're juggling a lot And then that's a, a whole nother life. stress mm-hmm. because also here's the other thing too, right? Is getting paid. Yeah. And we both dealt with that, right? Mm-hmm. In regards to, I still have ads from 2022 that I'm still waiting for the advertisers to pay for 2022 yeah from december of 2022 then i'm still waiting for the advertisers to pay from and that affects my business that affects what i can do even now when we did the tour in 2023 you know i didn't have any big sponsors we had a lot of in-kind sponsors which was rad because we got to do but like all of the ticket sales i didn't make any profit from those right? From the, even from the mm-hmm. ticket sales, it was, that was going to pay the vendors that we hired. Yeah. That went to go pay for the spaces that we were renting. It went to the cheese and charcuterie people that we hired. It went to a photographer, a videographer. And thankfully we had some people that volunteered their services, which mm-hmm. was truly amazing because they didn't need to. And it's so appreciated, mm-hmm. but if you're not getting paid, it's hard to be a vendor. Here's the thing I want to make sure people are really aware. It's not like we're trying to say, don't be an entrepreneur or anything. I just think that sometimes, like you said at the very beginning, it's so glorified. There's so often times that we don't talk about like the really hard things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an entrepreneur because when you're an entrepreneur, I feel like you're on almost 24 mm-hmm. seven. When you have a regular job, 
Like when you have a nine to five job, those are your hours. And if you have a nine to five job and they're trying to make you work beyond that, make sure you're getting paid. (laughs) And that's another thing too. I think it's hard because people want to work for themselves just because the company culture these days, it's okay to not treat your employees great yeah. to be treat them in a very disposable way. So there's been so well, many let's layoffs. Say it's not okay, but people don't, that's what they do. It's yeah. Not that's okay. become the standard yeah. in this corporate culture. So people are understandably very tired of that. It's like, I might as well work for myself. And so it's like, how do we kind of adjust, I guess, our expectations with that where it's like, how could we still get what we need to from that? From if you're not disciplined, being an entrepreneur is not for you. Yeah the time management part of it as well. Mm -hmm. I fully admit I'm like an accidental entrepreneur. I felt like I was trying to, but I know myself as well. And I think that's also something like, I am not the type of person who, when I feel like I'm with somebody prior to the Wine and Cheese podcast, I always knew if I was in my own company, I had to have other people as part of it with me. Mm-hmm. because if it was just my own, I feel like I would get lazy. Mm-hmm. It sounds really weird, but it's really true. I felt like I wasn't I wasn't taking myself seriously. So if I'm not taking myself seriously, who the hell else is going to take me seriously, yeah. right? But when I started the podcast, I didn't start the podcast to make money. I was like hoping one day I would, but it was really because I felt this void in the podcast world that I thought really needed to be filled. And that's why I started doing it. But again, when people are expecting something, a new episode every Wednesday, when they are expecting these things, it felt like it gave me purpose. And that I think for me was the difference. I felt like I had purpose Mm -hmm. and I felt like I knew I had deadlines, which works very well for me. I know that's not for everybody, but again, I know myself. Right. You have to know yourself to know like, what are the things that you're willing to do or willing not to do yeah. in order to make this type of life work? Because yes. if you're not willing to put in the time and there's not, I'm not going to lie. There's some days we were talking about it earlier. Like I get up really early. I try and work out. I'll take the dogs out and then I'll sit down because Antonio, because of he's in the service industry, mm-hmm. he works late and he sleeps in. So I try and start working while he's sleeping to get stuff done. Because once he's up, I don't get as much stuff. I'm not even like, because I'm in a one bedroom, one bathroom. I don't have a separate, and this is like, you were saying, oh yeah, that's helped you guys. Yeah. Because I don't have a separate space from him. I work at the kitchen table and that's where I do my interviews. That's where most of the things, Some and I have a fold out desk where sometimes I'll sit at the couch and do stuff. Yeah. But otherwise... I don't have a separate space and people might say, well, why don't you go to a coffee shop? Well, I'm trying to save money. Yeah. And also they don't have maybe secure Wi-Fi. That's a big thing for me. You can't record there. Yeah. I can't record it. There's privacy and also noise. Like you said, the internet is not secure. You don't want somebody like hacking into your files or something. And also, yeah, like you said, then you'll have to be buying coffee all the time or maybe get a co-working space that costs money. So it is hard and I feel that connects back to the sacrifice because in my first, maybe my first one or two years, I also didn't have a space. I was living in a one bedroom that actually affected my health really badly because I was just like working on my laptop everywhere and I didn't have a setup. 
So I ended up, I ended up having a problem with my knee, which was kind of based on like my posture and my mm. shoulders. Oh, and I had one of those tiny, tiny laptops because my last job oh, was like my, the MacBook. Like this little teeny, it's yeah. like smaller than the MacBook Air. It wasn't called the Air. It was like the little, little, little tiny one. Oh my God. I still have it. I don't use it. Now I have a giant MacBook Pro, which is another story because those things are massive to carry around over there. But yeah, I was just like, how was I using this? It's literally like a little bigger than an iPad. Is it an iPad mini? That's an iPad mini. Okay, so that, that that laptop that I'm talking about is like the iPad regular. I feel like the screen is like that small, wow. like eight inches. So I was just like hunched over on my little laptop all the time, didn't have it eye level. So that's a big learning lesson for me because that did affect my health. And I had to see a chiropractor for a month and then like a physical therapist. Like oh, it was, girl, it was crazy. So you have to, sometimes you're sacrificing that or you say, am I able to figure something else out? But yeah, something that's helped me a lot is having some kind of office or just like carrying around, like I have a setup, like a little lift thing for my laptop to stand it on. And I got the Bluetooth keyboard and the Bluetooth mouse and stuff. So I feel I like the I Bluetooth have a little mouse, bit more I setup. want the Bluetooth keyboard. I have one that plugs in though. So at least I have that, but I can't take it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I can technically, I can wrap it up. I kind of do that. I have a little sleeve for it yeah. and then I carry it and then I, and then I have like the thing that pops up. So it's eye level. You have to do all those things. to protect and Yeah. Back. Cause I have two, two little boxes <laughs> and then the stand. That's how I, like, cause if I just have it at the table, it's too low. And even yeah. just with the stand. Mm-hmm. And then when I do like when I do interviews, I have that because of the microphone. So you can see it's over the microphone. Yeah. So the microphone's not blocking all those things. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, the also the, oh, hi, hi, dear. Hello, hey. darling. But the other thing we were talking about is knowing how you work. Oh, oh my because God. Because we were talking. That's a good one. Yes. Because like me, you see me, or if you don't see me, I don't have a notebook in front of me. I am very much like, okay, now I, I do have a whiteboard at home and I do write down things on the whiteboard, mm-hmm. but when I'm doing like the podcast, I don't write questions down mm-hmm. because I want it to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to feel like an interview. Mm-hmm. I want it to feel like a conversation, like it flows. And the only, for me, the way I can do that is not having questions and truly listening to the person that I'm talking to. And that's how my questions come, Right. But me and Ellie were sitting down <laughs> talking about what we wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And this girl is sitting down writing two pages of two notes. Pages of notes. It's right here, guys. I haven't really looked at it, but it's helpful. Well, the process is helpful yes. to me. But have but you I, noticed I've been like going, I remember the things that we were talking about. Yeah. That's the thing. I have no memory as I mentioned <laughs> to you. It's, I think it's an ADHD thing or maybe not, but I enjoy, I really like love that pre-brainstorming process is so now just as used to me and she's like I'm gonna get to your house we're gonna record I was like "Uh no we're gonna go to lunch I was like I found a place that's like outside in this Chevy Chevy Chase Road Canyon it's not Chevy it's Chevy Chevy is is the car Chevy is the man Chevy Chase Chevy Chase Chase <laughs> Wait, because it's not like Chevy, like Chevrolet, yeah, yeah, Chevy Chase, which is the Chevy, car, Chevy but the, it's named after the actor. Yes, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. <laughs> it sounded like I said it like a Latino accent. I said like Chevy Chevy Chase. It's Chevy Chase. It's Chevy Chase. <laughs> um, Chevy Chase Canyon. But yes, he there. Uh, not he. There's a road, and it's like in a canyon, and it's very cute. 
And I thought the restaurant was like really cute. And yeah, nice. and I love Glendale and was like, oh my God, it was so cute with like little flowers, little flowers it everywhere and whatever. I just love, I'm just a person that like loves a creative brainstorm. I love like, you see my watercolor there. Like I like to do that creative side and the brainstorming and this and that. And like, my problem is it's like, now I have to move to that into execution. Um, but I love that side of it. So I was like, Ooh, we're going to go, we're going to get our pre chisme chisme of just life in general. <laughs> yes, I'm like, that was good. I have fun. I just personally have fun doing that. So now Jess is like, okay, we'll go and we'll do it. And I don't mind. She's like meeting that, me in yeah. the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. I just am like, I'm not going to write it, it down. <laughs> no, <for that. laughs> but I love it. But even if I don't reference it, it's like, I love the process. So yeah, going back to learning your working style. But I do like that for general, like, what am I going to do this week? I do like to do that. Yeah. I mean, even my notebook now, this is the format of a to-do list. If you can't see it, it's like lines oh, with yeah, like yeah. checkboxes. So that's the kind of notebook I have. I have another notebook that says to-do. Girl, I just have like five notebooks. I just... I So do I. I don't I do even too. like look at them. I just love the process of At work, when I was at the office, when I was working for the city... I had a whiteboard and I would write like the things that I need that needed to get done that week yeah. and stuff. So I do like to do, okay, this is what needs to accomplish this month, mm-hmm. this week, today. I do enjoy that because I do enjoy the check mark. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, the old out. school person in me, like yeah. I like to see the check mark that it's been yeah. done. But like I said, but, styles. yeah, but when it comes to like the actual interview process for the podcast, I don't like to do that. Okay. So going more into working style, I think that if I were to give advice, it would be don't go out on your own and do this until you do know what your working style is. And kind of a lot of times you do have to get that from the workplace mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, like a nine to five or not a nine to five, but work being employed for somebody else because you will be taught people's expectations. And like you said, needing a deadline, someone's giving you deadlines, you need to get paid and you need to show up and do the work. So I feel like you can kind of learn from there. You kind of, the thing that is unfortunate is that a lot of times like the workplace is not really built for different people's working styles, which is why not everyone does well with that. Which Which is why so many people are hesitant to go back. They don't want to go back into the office because when you are working from home, you get to have your, yeah, you get the flexibility of how you like to work, whether Mm -hmm. it's having music on, Mm -hmm. whether it's dead silent, whether it's sitting, you know, like how we are and you're not paying for gas. You're not paying, you're not, you know, food, maybe food, commuter time, all of those things. Yeah. No one's like sitting over your shoulder being like, did she clock in exactly at nine? Like maybe you like to go for a walk. So I do think that if you want to do this, it's, you really need to think about your working style and what energizes you and what depletes you Yeah. so that you know, okay, how am I going to have to focus my time? How could I self-motivate and get things done? I think that the best way is just like asking yourself those questions of when do I find myself to be the most, I guess, productive or not just productive, but like energized because you kind of like need the energy. So one thing that I looked at a few years ago when I was starting to work for myself or not even. So what I was saying before was that like in my career, it kind of went this route where it was like kind of always was on very entrepreneurial because I worked at small companies and I was wanted to like eagerly take on a lot of responsibility. And so by the time I got to my last job, which was that financial like investment firm, I definitely was like, okay, figure it out, do whatever, you know, like I didn't have anyone yeah. giving me any kind of structure what I had to do. 
So that was the point where I really had to sit and learn and figure out. <laughs> we're watching Zelda. We're like, yeah. where is she going to go? <laughs> Hi, Ooh, Mama. Jess is the lucky one now. <laughs> Come here, Zelda. So, Come on, honey. This is your blanket. You should know. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing with that? So what are they saying? So I felt like I had to really reflect and think about that. And so something that I looked into was something called the makers versus the managers schedule. Did we talk about this ever? No. And this is something that I think Google came up with. And they were realizing that there's people that are makers and there's people, of course, that are managers. And makers is like, you could be a writer, a content creator, an engineer. You need these like hours of uninterrupted time to get shit done. Versus a lot of workplaces function in the manager style, which is everything catering to a manager where the manager is not doing the tasks. They're like checking in on the tasks. And so how could you expect somebody to get things done if you have all of their day booked up in meetings yeah. or like every hour they have another meeting? When are you supposed to like sit interrupt, uninterrupted and do the work? Yeah. The last job I had, I, I did talk to my boss and I was like, hey, because working in a city office, Believe me, the creativity juices were hard to come by because talk about just like sometimes my best ideas come when I'm on a walk or I'm mm -hmm. like, I need to have more than four walls around me. So I would let him know, Hey, just so you know, from time to time, I might go to the coffee shop or I might go somewhere else because it's just, and he be, when you're not a, like, because I'm a creative person, when you're not a creative, it's really hard to, to understand. To understand. So I had to explain to him why, because when he was like, well, what do you mean you have to go to a coffee shop? I'm like, do you understand what I'm looking at? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're you, looking at it's all an, It was day? like an open cubicle. Yeah. Yeah. So people are walking by. You're like, ooh, what's going on there? Well, the front was high, so it wasn't like okay. super open, but the side, yeah. But it was just like, I said, this place is not conducive to like creativity. I need like to take walks. I need to sometimes get into a different area I need to like let whatever and when I explained it to him he was like oh, okay I get it yeah, yeah no problem don't worry about it if you need to just let me know and you know that's fine but you're right because you have to understand your working style yeah. it's very hard for me sometimes even at the house like I have to take walks or I have mm. to take a break yeah because sometimes like between sending emails replying to emails looking for potential sponsors editing the video, all of that. There'd be times where I'm just like, I need to get away from my computer. Yeah. And I just shut my computer and go somewhere else and just step away because if I don't, then it becomes kind of numb almost. Like I'm not seeing what I should be seeing yeah. when I'm looking at those things. Yeah. That's what I was figuring out is like structuring my week. And so they had that where they said they will structure it and they gave like an example of how the week might go. So for example, Monday, we know people are probably going to do meetings. Tuesday, Wednesday are good days to just have like hours of time unblocked without meetings. She's getting her belly rubs. This girl knows how to get it. They would have like, let's say those two days a week. Where She's it's talking just about like Zelda, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. For those that don't see the video, this girl knows how to get her belly rubs. Like, <laughs> we're talking about your belly before too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, we're talking about Zelda. My, my little fairy princess, queen elf lucky dog. So that was something that I learned from 
because I never thought about that way, but they said like you need those hours of uninterrupted time because imagine you get into the office at 9 a.m. You know you have a meeting at 10. You're thinking about the meeting <laughs> the whole time. Then you get out of the meeting. Okay, you're like, okay, great. Now I could work on my work, whatever your creative work is, mm-hmm. right? Okay, no, now there's a meeting at in three hours. You're kind of like, oh shit. Like you know that it's coming. You know that it's coming. So even if you have the two hours, it, it just keeps interrupting you because you yeah. kind of like constantly are thinking, let me check my watch. Like when's the alert going to happen? Like you can't fully focus. So they recommended that that's how they did it. And they had those two days of like just unstructured open time. Then Thursday, Friday, they would say, okay, you kind of should do the meetings then again. Not really like managerial meetings, but maybe like coffee meetings or whatever, because that's kind of where it's getting towards the end of the week. And everyone's like, it's Friday. (laughs) Like you lose productivity. So it's like a nice time to fill with things like that that are going to energize me. So I really took that to heart when I started working for myself. And I literally would be like, in that point, I was living in Brooklyn. I would have my day where like, Monday was when I would like figure out, let me think about what do I want to get done this week? What's my schedule going to be like? What are the tasks? Like, what are the deadlines that I need to check in on, right? Agendas, whatever it was. Well, let me ask you a question and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is there a day like I have, even now I make sure there's one day a week that I do not have anything planned. Like I don't have any work planned and those days are Sundays. Like I don't schedule interviews. I don't do any work like that because I'm doing work in some form or another those six days a week. Even if I don't have it, unless I don't have an interview, sometimes I take Saturdays for myself. Mm -hmm. Just depends on what is going on. But usually once Antonio leaves for work, then I'll start working. Sunday's your day. But Sundays, I don't. Sundays, I do not work. Do you have a day for yourself like that? I think that's... Fridays are becoming for me where I might do like a meeting in the morning and then I'll try to keep my Friday pretty open. And like, I don't want to go out or do anything Friday nights either. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. My Friday by Friday, I'm tired. Then Saturday, I'll usually have errands and stuff like that. And then by Sunday, what used to work for me, which obviously I haven't, like I said, I've been on a sabbatical, but Sunday kind of evening, I would start to like settle down and chill, maybe watch a show. I kind of would start to like plan for the week ahead on that day because it felt nice before getting into work on Monday, like client work to start to check in on things so that by Monday I have my to-do list because I've kind of done it Sunday night. So that used to be what I would do, Uh which felt kind of nice for me. But yeah, I feel like for me, Fridays is what I like. I don't mind because now that I'm working for myself, like Mondays, I can do that. Monday, you know what I mean? Like Mondays, I can get up work out, take the dogs for a walk. Antonio's still sleeping. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, what needs to be done this week? So it's not like full on. That's usually the days I'm like, okay, these guest requests came in. I can send emails out. Like I, I changed my schedule. So I only do interviews Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Okay. I was actually going to ask you about that. How have you structured your Yeah. I, Mondays is usually kind of those get ready days. And I think you, when you work for yourself, you can structure it any way that you want it. Oh, I'm sorry, Zelda. <laughs> She's like, why did you stop? She's kicking you. Yeah. She literally looked up like, excuse I me, know. ma'am. She got up and she was like, girl, you better, <laughs> so I'm going to kick you again. And then Tuesdays, I alternate one week. I'll have my office hours calls with We All Grow Latina, which has mm-hmm. been really great. Yeah. So we're Wendy. able to like, 
everybody's able to ask questions, able to give feedback and everything like that. That's bi-weekly. And then I, the other weeks, I'm, I have a meeting with my PR agency to go over like, who are we pitching? What do we mm-hmm. want to do? And everything. So shout mm-hmm. out to Erica from Braid Communications because like I was saying earlier, like Erica has my back so hard. You know, I don't want to get into details of like all of the things, but it hasn't been easy, mm-hmm. right? It hasn't been easy in any aspect. The easiest part for me are the actual interviews. That's the easiest part of the podcast for me. Everything else is even sometimes getting guests and, you know, like all of these things because you have to schedule them and then make sure schedules fit. And it's not always the easiest thing, but again, you just got to do what you got to do to make your, for me to make my dreams come true, for you to make your dreams come true. Mm. My dream is not necessarily to be a gazillionaire. My dream is really to be able to, to live a life of purpose mm-hmm. and to live a life where I'm not scared about spending money. Yes. I like, would say that's the same for me. Yeah. I don't want to feel like, oh, great, I can't do this or I can't do this. I want to be able to say, yeah, absolutely, I can do that. If that's what I want to do, being able to do that without being scared or having a scarcity mindset. Yeah. That is a great also point about something to think about. Do you have a scarcity mindset getting into this entrepreneurship life? Because that becomes really hard with prioritizing for yourself. Like, like let's say for me, it's like a client-based, I guess, service business. It's different where I have to really think about who are the people I'm taking on, like the personalities, the budget. Can I actually get the work done? Sometimes it's like a year project. I've had client for up to four years. Um, some is only a few months. And so making that decision. It's like, I don't like to make it based on the money. Um, Sometimes you do have to do that, but it's just really hard. You have to really think like, okay, no, 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 I don't have to take this. There are always opportunities coming my way and you really have to shift your mindset. There's some like spirituality that's involved in all of this too, I think. So, you know, the other thing that we were talking about was at, when we're at lunch or brunch or whatever, right? <laughs> She's like, whatever this Whatever it is, was. at our brainstorming <laughs> session. <laughs> In nature, on Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> is we talked about like knowing your work style and knowing all this, but just realizing or understanding that it's okay if this is not the, I I mean, we touched on it a little bit at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it really is okay. If you decide this is not the journey for you, Mm -hmm. if you try it and real and go, "Mm, yeah, this isn't for me. I did that several times. Like I did that so many times where it's like, "Mm, no, but again, by doing that, I realized what I did need in that type of journey. Right. And knowing for me, I need deadlines Mm -hmm. knowing for me, like what motivates me to to keep going? So does this entrepreneurial journey suck? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sucks in the fact that you you do have to sacrifice. You do have to, I mean, truly. And look, everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own thing. But I think most entrepreneurs will say, yes, you do have to sacrifice to get the things that you want. But ultimately, I think once you get there, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Like I wouldn't want to do anything else because even though, when did you get your else? Like that was the other thing we were talking about is the money you have to spend to be an entrepreneur. Right. Like 
some people start a podcast with just the mic and you going on like their voice memos or mm-hmm. something. That wasn't the case for me. I did start out very small. I still am very small compared to a lot of like, I don't have a stand with all of the things like I'd have the mic stand right that's in front of me. Mm-hmm. But some people have like the whole setup and a board and this and that. No, I plug just directly in my computer, right? right? I Now I have an iPad with a tripod that we can put up, but it's still not like this crazy setup. Now I have lavalier mics, right? Yes, like this show. We go, you know, you go into all of these smart, but even when I talk about like, I have to pay for Zoom or Riverside or, you know, if you, depending on what you're using yeah. or Zencaster, I still have to pay for Canva, I, for my social media stuff, I still have to pay an editor to edit the podcast. I still have to pay for my website and my email. I like all of those things. I think when we start out, we're not thinking about until you right. realize like, oh crap, I need to have There's it. There's a lot of money. Everything is a, subscrip- a subscription yeah. now. It's like, just a lot. Yeah, I was saying I like Opus, I subscribe to because when I put in when I upload the YouTube videos, now I can put that in there and it automatically does clips for me. The same with the audio clips using headliner, like all of those things are hard costs. So I can promote the show, but I am going to not lie. I'm sometimes really bad about promoting the show because sometimes I feel like, and this I think is, I don't know if I would call it imposter syndrome or if I would call it something else, but I always feel like, am I doing too much? Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, am I doing too much that people just are like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like we're tired. We know you have a podcast. Yay. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need to see you promoting it every single day of the week. So I end up only doing maybe once or twice a week and trying to do other things. If you got hard. Yeah. People miss things. Exactly. So I know that there's better ways to be able to market the podcast or Maybe, I don't know. It just becomes really difficult sometimes trying to find that middle ground where you don't feel like you're oversaturating people with what you're doing because I don't sell a product or service. Right. Other people have products and services that they're selling. I am trying to share these stories from these amazing people. Mm -hmm. And right. Like some people do the podcast to the end goal. It's a piece of content for them to promote their business, whether they're a coach or a therapist or whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. it's a piece of their content strategy for you. Like it is the main thing. And then you are trying to do other things on top of that, like an event in service of the podcast, an event series or. Yeah. And, and ultimately that still is about the podcast and about the stories. And we will try and make sure that we're highlighting wines that come from the directory that come from other from those within the latina community our cheese and charcuterie come from others within you know communities of color same with the people that do the editing and the photos and videos and everything like that because i think i said last time like i want to put my money where my mouth is right? right if i'm here to promote stories that come from across communities of color like that's who i'm going to hire to do these things And sometimes, you know, we definitely look for those event spaces. It doesn't always happen. Two out of the three for last year were owned by Latinos. So it is sometimes hard because I'm not selling a product or service. So sometimes 
I'm sometimes I feel overlooked. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes is hard because you see podcasts that maybe haven't had a and and I think this is not just a podcast, but I think this comes with the entrepreneurial journey is you see somebody who's maybe not working hard or maybe they're no longer doing that anymore, but yet they're still getting so much attention. I haven't podcasted in two years and they're still on these lists of, oh, podcasts you must listen to. And I'm like, do you know how many Latino, Black, Asian podcasts that are out there creating so much amazing content? And they're not being highlighted. Mm-hmm. And that includes myself. I'm not going to lie. That includes mm-hmm. me. And it does get very frustrating sometimes. And it it does sometimes feel like, am I speaking into the void? Do you ever feel like that with your business? Like, you feel like, am I speaking? What the hell? Like- yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be exhausting. I think for me, I'm trying to think about how it might relate. Like, I don't really do promotion for it, I guess. And like, well, I don't okay, even have you a have, name. You but- also have the Latinx collection. Yeah. Latinx Collective? Collective, sorry, yeah. So I guess with that, that's something more of like I feel passionate about like getting it out there, which I keep pausing things and, you know, life, be lifing. I didn't want to have two companies. So for that, that's something where like I did put so much like thought into it and it would get tiring because like I kind of started it as this way to like celebrate Latinos and really specifically be about like empowering them with really positive stories. And I had this newsletter and this online community and this directory. And then I just kind of felt like other people, like I would see people kind of like subscribe and then like launch something very similar. And I was like, oh, like this is so tiring, but maybe they work for like a big brand, big name brand. So again, it's like, I'm doing everything on myself, myself, but then they kind of have, again, this backing, these resources that I don't have. So it is exhausting. And like, for example, the podcast space, every freaking celebrity is launching a podcast because we know there's money in it. And so that's been taking over, I feel like. Yeah. And I think it's interesting sometimes. Like I remember you were saying recently, you listened to this particular podcast. We won't share it Mm -hmm. because we don't want to bash any other podcast because everybody has their own style and what they like to do. Yeah. But you were like, I didn't resonate with this. And it is a, you know, Latina led podcast Mm -hmm. and everything. And you were saying that you didn't resonate with it. And I was like, well, why? Why didn't you, you know, I've met these hosts in person. Mm. They're lovely people in person. Mm-hmm. I personally have not listened to them. Not because I don't want to. I wanted to listen to it. I need to. But there's like, just so many. There's things. just so many. And, and I think it's always a great thing to listen, to hear what you like, what you don't like. What are they doing that you could maybe implement for yourself mm. or oh, you know what, that is a good idea. Or maybe, oh, you know what, that's not really my style. And I think it's good to hear other things. You know, I always just find it so interesting of what I'm drawn to and what I'm not. Yes. And I think on that note too, like everybody is kind of reaching somebody, I guess. And so for me with the Latinx Collective, I would see, I guess, people launch things after. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad this inspired you. That's awesome. And then I would kind of think, do I still feel like I have a purpose with this? Like, do I still feel like there's a need for it? Mm-hmm. And then I would have to sit and reflect and be like, yes or no. Yeah. And so, for example, I paused for a while because I was like, mm, I don't think there's the original. The original reason why I started Latinx Collective was because I was working in like corporate space, tech and venture capital world. Not there, there was like zero diversity back then. It hasn't changed that much in the last seven years, I guess, but there's definitely a lot more. 
And back then I was having an issue because it was right after like the 2016 election, so much negativity about Latinos in the news. I was never reading anything positive about us in the mainstream news, but yet I was working a lot with the media and like the tech and the business world. And I, they were like no Latinos ever. Mm-hmm. And that's because they didn't have the connections. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have the funding. I felt like I needed to launch it for myself. So I started writing the newsletter and it was really kind of like a letter to myself of like, oh my God, this entrepreneur is doing this. Or did you know like the CEO of Kind Snacks is a Latino man and they never talk about that. Or this person has a cool podcast or this author. And it was kind of a way for me because like we talked before, I love lists. I love research. (laughs) I love like collecting and learning these things. So I was kind of doing it for myself and it ended up like growing so much and people were really resonating and I was finding out so many ways that they were using it. Like I had... At one point, it was like a teacher like who was the head of diversity and inclusion at some school in Portland. And she's like, I, there's not a lot of diversity here. And so I forward it to the teachers to like make sure they're reading and staying on top of news and sharing it with their students because they're not reading me. They're reading only the mainstream news and there's only one thing covered. Yeah. So you're doing all this research. I sent it to them so they could see like, oh my God, look, here's like, like there was an article that I think I shared back then about Teen Vogue had done hear like the Latinos that you don't, you don't learn about in the history books. And so she was like, Oh my God, amazing. I gotta send this to the teachers. That was like so inspiring to me to see that. Okay, cool. Like I'm doing this work. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. Since then, there's so many media companies now that are trying to do that. And there's also mainstream media who suddenly want to cover Latino stories. But guess what? We're going back again in the circle where they keep getting their budget cut. Yeah. So as an example, I remember there's this recently, in the last year, there was like this arm of the LA Times. Oh, yeah. Who launched a Latino section. And I feel very like cynical at this point because I was like, but the fact gonna- is, they had that it was so recently <sighs> launched within the LA Times, which is super. What's the percentage of Latinos in LA? 40, 50% or yeah, something like that, really, right? And yeah. like, there's like no Latinos, there's no Latino news in, in the newsroom. Um, So it's extra frustrating because something like that launches and like we know better. So we're like, oh, great. They're going to launch this. They're going to get all the advertisers. They're going to grow the team once they have the archive of content. This is everything I was thinking. They're going to fire all these people. Now they have all their content. Now they have all the advertisers. They got the money and then they don't actually want to invest, which is exactly what happened. And then I go back to thinking, okay, well, I guess there is a purpose for what I was trying to do because I'm not owned by anyone. I could decide if I want to continue or not. So I think I'm forgetting even your original question, but I feel like, yeah, it's just like, how do I want to continue and do this? Because you have to kind of think like, oh, you were talking about a podcast and like whether, why did we like it or not like it? And there's always something for everyone. Yeah. I, guess. Yeah, I mean, you're something saying- for everyone. Like I realized that this isn't for me, but there's a lot of people that it's for that podcast that we talked about. Right. And then also what you're doing, it's like for you and the audience and like us having the conversation, there's people that really love it. And there's people that maybe it's not for them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so you're meeting a need. That's kind of when you could decide if you want to continue something. And that's like for me, like I said, with the Latinx Collective, like those things will happen. And then I'll say, this is why I should continue doing this because yeah. there isn't this. I'm not feeling like that need for me is being met. So... Did we hit all of the things that you wrote down? Let me down, check Allie? my list, okay? Because Let me check it. I would hate to be like, end and we gotta it. Do and a, then you, we got to do a part two because we didn't cover everything. Um, we talked about how it affects relationships, hardships. 
Did we talk about finding community and like a support system? Um, I mean, I, I think a little bit. We talked about support systems for me. What about know. community? Like now that you are an entrepreneur, like how do you feel like you've been able to? <laughs> it's all this like, get to work, girl. Yeah. Yo, pet down. <laughs> for me, We All Grow Latina has been a huge, hugely helpful. The Latina Podcasters is the network that I am part of. It's mm-hmm. The Wine and Cheese My Podcast is as part of the Latina Podcasters Network, you know, meeting other podcasters, men and women, actually, mm-hmm. who were able to like message each other and share ideas from a podcasting standpoint is always great. We all grow Latinas. It is, I think, a lot about entrepreneurship and what are we doing? And hey, I have this problem or I'm not sure. Or hey, guess what? This is like, can we celebrate this? Which has been great. Last year, I graduated from the Hope Latinas program, which is really designed for Latinas to learn about about government to potentially run. I have no plans to ever run, (laughs) but just from being like working in the city at that Mm. point, and then also just learning and getting connected to all of these other Latinas that I would be able to support has been huge. And honestly, for me, we built really great community through social media, mm-hmm. which has been so awesome. I've interviewed countless people that I have met through TikTok and that I've met through Instagram. I was just telling you Threads has been freaking awesome for pod. Like the podcast network on Threads has been really freaking awesome because people are constantly like asking questions and okay. sharing articles and stuff like that, which has been really, really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think you just have to, when you work from home, when you work uh, you for, know, yourself. for yourself and work from home. Yeah, and work from home. You have to find creative ways to be able to connect with people. We met through a third party, right? Yeah. We met through somebody who introduced us. So I think you have to take advantage of those things too. If I'm very much like, oh, I need to introduce you to so-and-so or, oh, you and so-and-so should meet. Or come with me to this. We've done that a lot. Yeah. Come with me to this event. I oh, by the this. way, I you're coming with me to an event next next month and it's up here in LA, but I put you down as my guest. Love it. I'm always your plus one. (laughs) Yeah. That's the fun thing. We went together to that wine event. That was a really fun. The Latinx wine uh, wine summit. Yep. Wine summit. That was really fun. We went to like a MeToo event. Um, We talked about the last time. We won't get into the wine. We went to a couple of MeToo events. Yeah. We went to a couple of events together. So that's the same for me too. It's like I try to go to events, connecting, you know, people like Erica, your PR agency. Mm-hmm. I've known her a few years. Which was so crazy. I know. And I was like, oh my God. And then actually, and then I joined more community. I actually heard about it through somebody else, but I joined the board of the Hispanic Public Relations Association mm-hmm. LA last year. And this year, I think I'm going to be on the national board maybe, still kind of figuring some things out. But She's on their new, I think she's the New she's York the, president. Yeah, she's the president for the so New I York chapter. So I had asked, chapter. somebody else recommended it to me, but then I asked her, like, oh, how do you, so that's another way I tried to build community, especially in LA, where I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. Like, I get to meet other, you know, comms and PR people that are here locally, and then be a part of this, like, national kind of whole, I guess, community. Um, so I'm always doing that, because I feel like, kind of back what I said with like what energizes me it's like meeting in person <laughs> now you're checking the list yeah because we had so many good topics but we, we, did. we did cover a lot yeah so community I think is very we did. important I think we actually hit everything amazing but I will ask you so this final question let me ask you what would you say if somebody is like I want to be an entrepreneur I want to do this 
what would be your like number one piece of advice to a potential entrepreneur, to a budding entrepreneur? I think it would depend on what exactly they wanted to do, but I would say just do it. Whatever it is, start. Because that's advice that I got as well. And I was kind of like, oh, but how, but how, but how? Because you're like, you don't need to have a full LLC, a business bank account, a name. You don't need to actually do all of those things. You just have to start. There's always like a minimal way to just get it going to see if you actually like it. So if you have, there's, again, there's so many different scenarios. I would love to have people write into you and tell you like, what's my scenario and how do I do it? That would be, that would be really fun to hear. Cause it's so, you know what, where's my phone? Cause I did actually put on threads. Let's see if anybody oh, cool. responded. That would be amazing. Yeah. Cause I yeah, just did this last minute. I didn't even do it. Like, so it could be that nobody responded cause I just did it. So last okay. minute and it's Saturday. Yeah. I don't have anything. Okay. Watch. I'll probably have something tomorrow. I'll probably have a bunch of stuff or, or on Monday. We could cover it next yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just really depends on somebody's scenario. But if you're someone where you're like, I have this job, I have 10 years of experience already. Like I have some friends like this, like they were a part of some layoffs last year. The tech industry, media industry has been just so crazy. And so they're kind of coming back to work now. And they're like, I think I want to work for myself, but how do I do it? And I'm like, just do it. Like if you have the experience already, you know how to do the actual job you could just like take a client on the side. They're like, well, what do I charge? It's like, whatever you can get. (laughs) Seriously, at this point. Yeah, when you start, when you start. But I agree because that's like when people are like, oh, I want to start a podcast. Girl, I already tried that. Yeah, but like people are like, oh, I want to do this. Look, if you're waiting for the perfect time, there's no such thing. Mm -hmm. You just have to start. Yeah. You just have to start because if you keep waiting and waiting, like time passes regardless. Right what you decide to do with that time is up to you. So if you have an idea now and you don't start it from a year until a year from now, cause you're waiting for everything to be perfect. You literally just wasted a year of that time when you could have been learning and could have been already making true money. Yeah. The other thing I would say is don't listen, take everything that you see on social media with a grain of salt. Right. Like seriously, when I see these, Videos are like, I gained 10,000. I made $76,000 in 30 days just by making a book online. Like, come on. Like, just be realistic for yourself. Don't fall for the get rich quick schemes because I think history has shown us like it doesn't, that's not how it works Mm -hmm. to, to sustain something. And Sometimes it might work for a moment, but then people continue to do the things that, you know, in the long run, people end up losing money that way. Yeah. And you also like we talked, we touched on this earlier, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Like you don't know what someone's situation is. Mm -hmm. They could be living at their mom's house, not ever having to pay rent for months, not have any bills or whatever it is. Like it might be that much easier for them to do something. Or like I think about myself, like I actually grew up with my, both of my parents have been entrepreneurs themselves at different points. And so I almost feel like I never really connected the dots to that, but I was like, wow, I actually saw that firsthand. I never thought about it. They never really, my dad had like bodegas that he owned. Now he's making apartments or whatever in DR. Like my mom owned a flower shop with a business partner at one point. She always worked in Federal Express for like, 30 years or something. She retired like two years ago, but I kind of always saw this like hustle from them. 
So I almost feel like me having that exposure made it easier. I guess they weren't questioning me at that point. Oh, and I was the opposite. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, especially with, maybe it's with all parents, but I really do think in particular Latino parents or even parents that come from he's of color. Right, it's yeah. one, it's one or the other, right? Like it's either they were hustlers, they were entrepreneurs, or they went through the quote unquote traditional route, which is what my parents did. Mm. So they totally did not understand yeah. what I was doing. And like, I think we talked about it before. And then they saw when they went to the LA event, like, oh, wow, you have these people supporting you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they well, also like, were oh like, gosh. we get it because we see how this is your, like you said, personality, working style, what brings you joy, what you're good at. Yeah. Now they could actually see you in action. Yeah. My mom actually told me that at one point where she's like, wow, it's so funny. Like when you were little, like you love reading, you're always writing. You're always, I would draw like comic books. I would write, all, draw in class, like all these things. Me too. So, I would write short stories. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like this. It's funny to see. She's like, it's funny to see you now where you do all of these things. So it's just very interesting. So I guess, yeah, thinking about, again, advice for people, like just start because you and you don't have to announce it. You don't have to tell everyone. You don't just start some way because you also get to see. And like we mentioned the word experiment earlier today. Like I like to think of things in that way where I'm like, this is an experiment. This is a test. Oh, yeah, then, like, like what we're doing even now. Exactly. We're like, it's an experiment. It's a test. So you also don't have to feel so closely tied to it. And it takes a little pressure off. Yeah. So just try and, and do the thing. And it could be on a very small scale. Yeah. We didn't do a month in Chisme. We just kind of, I think. It, well, we had our own entrepreneur Chisme. Yeah. I think that's why we just were like, it's four years. I didn't, we, because we did the 200th episode, I didn't want to rehash the same thing. But we are going on tour again. I will say that we're going to be in Chicago in June, Phoenix in September, and San Diego November second. My birthday, hey, the other también. So be on the lookout. We are going to be dates. yeah for the exact dates, and you know we're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about. I think we're going to do like the parent child thing Ooh, yeah, love that. or the familial thing. And then we're going to talk about connecting with your ancestors for Dia de los Muertos. Ooh, that's a perfect great day, topic. right? Yes. Perfect topic. So be on the lookout and thank you, Ellie. Another, another one in the books. Aww. 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 So nice. So nice. I don't want to get. I love it. I don't, we, we're still wearing mics, so oh, I don't want right. to get too... I know. Too, Hopefully my hair didn't... If it did, I'll just bill you to okay, clean perfect, that up. Perfect. <laughs> you be like, listen to the episode for four hours. Yes. So I don't know. I, I guess I'll see how long we took. Actually, I can tell on here. Yes. And please, people, if you have... I would love to answer questions about entrepreneurship. Any kind of questions going out on your own, things to think about, how yeah. do you start. That's a, that's a really fun one. I know it is. And I, you know, I have a lot of people have asked me like to start a podcast and everything. And I don't mind answering that question. I think here's the thing. When people say, oh, I don't know who to ask, just ask because everybody has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Here's the other last, like final, final, right? Final, final. Everybody starts somewhere and most people are willing to help. Mm -hmm. Like most people, will there be people that say no? Absolutely. But the answer is always no if you don't ask the question. Good point. 
right. words of wisdom. That's right. I'm wisdomous. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, mi gente. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Man podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Man on our website, thewineandcheesemanpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheese Mint on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheese Mint Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheese Mint, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos. <laughs>